Today, Mary Parker welcomes fellow chick in charge, Marianne Aiken. A genuine pioneer, Marianne shares with Mary how her entrepreneurial vision began as a young child in the Philippines. Growing up poor did not limit Aiken's ability to envision her future. While her imagination became her best friend and true companion, Aiken never stopped using it to expand her business ambitions. Coming to the United States, Aiken firmly established her path as an innovator, a fashion maven, and a creative media executive through her company, Citybox Media. With a multitude of other companies under her belt and more to come soon, Aiken is a true creative genius and a respected Atlanta philanthropist. Listen up, ladies, as we discover imagination put to work with this week's guest, Marianne Aiken. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chicken charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Good morning, dear friends. My name is Sarah Smith. I'm with Solution Road, and I am so grateful to be the co-host of the Chick in Charge podcast with CEO of All-in-One Security, Mary Parker. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Sarah. It's always so good. I so look forward to our podcast. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It's always great seeing you, and and of course you as well, Port. And uh, today. We're always excited, but I must tell you, it's, you've done a phenomenal job so with nice. our lineup. Thank you. The guests are a big part of it, too. <laughs> yeah. So we are excited, and we have one of our guests here this morning. She's so absolutely beautiful and Hello. smart and stylish and all of that. So I know that she's going to have lots to share with our listening audience this morning. And we're going to go ahead and get started because we have Miss Mary Ann Aiken here with us today, and she is the founder, the CEO and founder of CityBox. Now, CityBox is a digital hub designed to showcase the business storytellers in the city. And Marianne is responsible for the company's overall vision and strategy, as well as performing day-to-day operations. Marianne, if you would come on and chime in with us. Hello, good morning, Port. Good morning, Sarah, and good morning to you, Ms. Parker. I am so giddy beyond compare to be here um, among these lovely people this morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And, you know, we're going to share a lot today, but First, I want you to just really dive in and tell us a little bit more about City Box. It's a cool name. Yes, it is. I really like it. How did you come up with that name? Great question. Well, you know, we want to be in every major cities in the world. Ah. So when I was thinking about developing a new concept almost two years ago, I thought of being in major cities, so I thought city would be an easy thing to remember for right. every readers. Right. So box because everything is a box. Your house is a box. Your phone yep. is a box. Your car is a box. The city grids are formed in boxes. Right. 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 So we wanted to form the two words together: city box and then media, of course. Love it. It's a so, very. It's a very cool name. I Thank love it. You. Yeah, that is. And one of the other things I thought when when I saw the name City Box, haha, this is a woman who thinks out 
side of the box. Yes. So uh, address that a little bit. What are some of the things you're doing with your media business that is cutting edge? You know what? That's a good question. My job is so amazingly fun. I get to be in the companies of the caliber of you ladies and gentlemen. We have the ability to engage with the who's who in Atlanta, the up and coming, the seasoned ones, and the ones that you have read about but continue to discover beyond the faces. So we have been very, very blessed to partner with some of the national and international brands, as well as local companies that are up and coming. And with those, we have been so blessed to really showcase these wonderful men and women who have not only been very successful in their realm, but giving back to our community. Amazing. I have a question. Go ahead. I was looking at your website yesterday, trying to get ready for meeting you today, and I saw that you have a CEO intern positions. Yes. And I love that because Mary does a ton of mentoring, and this seems like a very cool opportunity for a young person to be mentored. And how did you come up with that? Well, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, I have been at this marketing thing for quite some time now. But when I was raising my children as teens, I started a company called Paper Glass Media. And it was a collaboration with Bloomingdale's. They wanted some help with their men's department at Lenox Square. So we took that project and we just didn't want to do an event at the store. Right. We wanted to do um, uh, engage the men that we have selected, and we wanted to do a Q and A with them. But oh, because, interesting. Yeah, but because we only had less than two weeks to prepare for the event and for the presentation, we developed a company called Paper Glass Media, and I with that, that we developed too. the website in less than three days. Wow. And my co-founder and my <laughs> technology person at the time was my 16-year-old right. son, my I first saw that. He's your chief technology officer. Yeah, so he's <laughs> studying uh, cybersecurity wow. and IT at KSU. Okay. And he was so Great committed. Great school for that. Yeah. Yes, they are innovative and really um, a university to watch. They have a partnership, from what I understand, uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah. So they're, they're about to uh, explode. Um, at any, anyways, um, so my 16-year-old um, really is responsible for in, in inspiring me to develop co-CEO program for Paper Glass, now City Box Media, as well okay. as Glossy Park. So when you when you get these kids to come in, what do you what do they expect, and what what do you do with them? You know what's really cool about co-CEO program is we give them the ability to make decisions with me. Oh, wow. To, co- to co-mingle with the caliber of the CEO at the director levels. They are copied on communications via email, so they are in tune on what's happening. And they get to have the really a very rare responsibility to act as CEO with me. To, to make decisions with me and to interact with the CEO. So it's a very rare uh, chance for them to be hands-on. Yeah, yeah. That is a great program. And uh, Sarah is absolutely correct. I believe 
children are our future. Yes. <laughs> and uh, as a result of that, we can't start too early at teaching them and training them in the way that they should go as they grow up, first mm-hmm. of all. And then secondly, for you to have a vision to bring in CEO interns, that is incredible. Uh, one of the things we do when we have a program called FACTS University, which stands for Focus, Analyze, Commit, and Strategize. One of the things we do with that program is take our business owners through those four phases, teaching them to become CEOs of their own company. Because I'm sure you know as well, many of us start our businesses where we are. Little thought is given to what is really the role of the CEO. So I commend you for that program. And I would also say to not let uh, the name Paper Glass get too far from your purview. I love that. That is an excellent, excellent name. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, paper glass was really developed. Um, it's, it's a very simple thing. But I wanted to create something that is from the past and to now. You know, we learn from education, from the news, really um, from reading through the paper, classic paper books, right. uh, newspaper. Um, so when I was developing paper glass, I wanted to combine paper from the classically way of learning and, and and receiving news to now everything is glass. You know, your your smartphone is a glass, your your laptop, your television is a glass. So I wanted to combine the two words together, paper glass and then of course media. Love it. Oh. Very, very, very creative. Yeah. Let's absolutely. keep this moving because we've got some great stuff that we want to hear from you today. One of the things I want, and, and you're so seasoned and poised with your within your profession, it all looks marketing. Uh, if you guys could see what we see here, yeah. you would agree with us. They would. How long have you been in marketing? First question, part of the question. And secondly, what were some of the things that drove you to make you understand that this is my space and I'm going to own it. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, um, for eight years, I co-owned a marketing agency with my um, with my former uh, husband. And uh, with that, we did, you know, the traditional collateral, the, um, the, the logos. Uh, and we focused mainly with corporations. And I was behind the scenes. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't really get to do what I'm doing now. I had no idea. I was so busy just playing behind the scenes and also raising my two boys. Um, but then, you know, my path was redirected. And then um, about four years ago when we partnered with Bloomingdale's, I had the vision of forming my own, developing my own. And what I wanted to do was... Everything that I love, I wanted to combine, fuse them together. I love fashion. I love, my goodness, I love meeting new people and connecting them. And I love hearing their stories and being empowered by their stories. And um, when Paper Glass was born, everything was luxury that we wrote about. But I wanted to touch and be aligned with the men and women who are just now starting up. Wow. But because when you hear marketing, when you just started your own business, you are paralyzed by that word because it means large amount of money investment for them. So I wanted to offer something that is viable for them, something that's more friendly for them. So I developed City Box Media. 
because City Box allows them to have branding positioning, marketing, networking, and meeting new prospects all at the same time without really spending a lot of money. Okay, we're just nodding and yeah, going, we're oh, nodding that's because a cool I, combination. we're going to talk after after the interview oh, yeah. offline because. You've just added value to something we're working on. Hello. Um, and I'm going to just share a little bit here. We're opening a community melting pot center where opportunities meet preparation. Mm. And the preparation will be for small and startup businesses. You're absolutely correct. Marketing scares everyone. It is a big ticket item. But that's what we're selling. If we don't get the messages out clearly and early, we could mess up before people even understand who we are. So I applaud you for that thought. I think that way as well. So does Sarah. Let's get it right on the front side. That's <laughs> one of the concepts of helping CEOs to understand who they are really, to be able to obtain the vision, get it spelled out, the proper messaging so that everybody you're talking to will understand what it is they have to, um, what they will achieve as well as receive from you. So that is, that's absolutely remarkable. Now you said that um, from a cost perspective, you've, through CityBox, you've learned how to put a lot of things together that we know that these companies need. How, what are some of the things we can share with our audience? in terms of relaxing and just realize that by doing it right the first time will really save you more money in the long run? Well, you know what? That's a really good question. But I wanted to add to our last um, uh, question about, you know, we all network. We all invest in networking, right? And Atlanta has giving you the platform to network every single day, a couple times a day, and you can pass out all your business cards all day long. Right. What we do that is very, very unique in CityBox Media, as well as Glossy Park, which is our new company, is we really develop an intentional networking, meaning that it's intentional because we want to make sure that we are connecting you to the right prospect. When we do events that we're known for, it is probably less than 50 people in the room. The less, the better. Because they are pre-selected so that before you leave that room, before you leave for the evening, you have five takeaways of new business allies. And you don't leave until you have set a date with them, whether it's a lunch date, a coffee date, or a dinner date. And that is really the intention. Because you can talk, oh, let's get together. I'll email you. Right. You know, it, well, I guarantee you, because we're all lead a very busy lives, it's not going to happen. Because you have great intentions, but you forget or you get distracted or, you, you, you know, your schedule doesn't allow you. So before you leave from our events, we really want everyone to, have, to set their dates on their calendar. I excellent, love excellent. I, I love the intention of it as well. And we've talked about it on this show before about the art of networking. You've got to network with a purpose. Over the years, I've learned that I only need three prospects when I go in a room. So I want to know where your next events are. And if we can have your schedule, uh, we will also push that on air. Uh, I think that as much as our people, our listeners can get 
from opportunities such as this is just going to bring even more value to their business quicker. Now let's talk about when you were younger. What did you see for your future when you were much younger, when you were a young lady? Oh my goodness, you know, some of my close friends have asked me this before. I think part of who I am today, the will, the ability to be so focused and so strong is because of my upbringing. I grew up very, very poor. I came from the country, third world country, the Philippines. I was there until I was in my teens. I remember vividly when I was nine years old. Uh, my mom had left for the States. Um, my brother had joined the military, U.S. Navy, thank you, United States um, Navy, for allowing us to really extend the opportunity to better ourselves. My mother came after my brother had petitioned her. And because America has a certain quota from each country to only allow so many new immigrants to enter the country, I was separated from my mom. I was nine years old. And I had no idea that she was leaving. And this is a very traumatic, um, if I may share this information, because it really it, it, it shows who I am. Um, I remember her meeting me before she left for the States. I had no idea. I've not seen her for a while um, because we, you know, my parents were separated. So before she left for the States, she summoned me to see me before she left. I had no idea that she was leaving. And because we were so poor, she gave me something that I was shocked to have. She goes, go to the corner and go get yourself a cookie. I'm like, what? She gave me money to buy cookie. That's That never happens. And because I've never had a cookie, I was so excited to get my cousins to, you know, to, to leave me there. I was nine years old. So I went, and when I was coming back, I saw a taxi in the compound of where we were staying at that time. And you don't see taxi. Right. You take public tra transportation. And there was this woman taking luggage into the, the taxi, and it was my mom. I could not tell you the sadness and it, it, the shock and all of the sadness that I felt deep inside me. I knew she was leaving, but I didn't know it was that day. I was chasing after that taxi with my tears. I must have been screaming, but I never saw her again until we, we reunited when I was almost 14. Wow. Um, but through her letters, she told me, because I would have days, because living in a third world country and being very poor, you're so lucky if you ate once or twice a day. There are moments where I was hungry going to school. And I can remember my mom would write to me, the hunger will pass because when you come to the States, you will have the, the apple, the grapes, all the food that you can ever dream about because I've never even tasted what an apple would be like or grapes or, or, um, or oranges. All I can remember is when she would send me used clothes, clothing from my cousins and from my um, nieces and from the States. I, there, were, there would be some, you know, uh, old Sears catalog in the package, like uh, to like wrapped some of the items, and J.C. Penney's, and those catalogs, they had like pictures of grapes and oranges and apples, and I would imagine during those moments of hunger what those fruits would taste like because wow. I've never tasted them. And I would say, you know what, I cannot wait for those apples and those grapes and those oranges 
to, to meet and touch my lips and for my palate to taste what that would be like. And my hunger would dissipate. And, and then shoes, I only have one pair of shoes to last me for the entire school year. And when they break, you are supposed to cure them overnight with a light. You don't light your, your gas light until in the evening. So you save money. So you wait, and then you cure your shoes to gather your flip-flops that you wear to the beach. That Those are my shoes to go to school. And when you don't have those shoes because you're curing, you walk barefoot to your school. So you, I, would, I would change from asphalt to greeneries to rocks, and then I would entertain myself to get to school. You know, that was me. So the reason why I'm sharing this information is, you know, beyond, beneath this whatever, this fashion, this style that people see me, I went through experiences that will prepare me who I am today. Right. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful story. <clears throat> I'm almost in tears me too. here. But I me love too. your story. <laughs> and thank you so much for sharing that because we here in this country, I sometimes think we take so much for granted and we never think about people such as yourself and others who are you know, in third world countries who don't have enough. And that's why it's so important that people like ourselves, when we have the opportunity to glean for ourselves and have more than enough so that others can have enough. So you have a very, very vivid, vivid imagination and thank God it has now manifested itself into reality. So thanks for sharing that. Who humility despise not our small beginnings. Sarah, I know you have a question. Just one second. Go for it. I just want to wrap this up. <laughs> so I'm really, really speaking to our listening audience today. You have no excuse. If you want to be a business person, whatever you want to start, the opportunity for you to do that is now. Any excuses you've used for not setting your date, any excuse you've used for not doing it, and any excuse you've used to continue working for yourself or anyone else as an employee is just that. It is an excuse because the resources are available. People are ready to train and assist you. So get up off your duffs today. Make some decisions and decide that this is the day that you have decided to do whatever it is God has blessed you to be. And so we're going to move on. After getting to this country... Reuniting with your mother, I just want to know what that, what was that like? Because the timing for this discussion is so perfect. We have an exact situation going on here. You were separated from your mom by choice. We're dealing with situations now where children and parents are separated at our borders because of someone else's intent and decision. Give us some feedback on that. And for listening, for those listening, what is some of the advice you would provide, offer them in terms of dealing with this and giving them hope? You know, I, um, I am not a political aficionado by any means. I am not in tune with politics. I try not to be in the midst of that because of what I do, the nature of what I do. But what I do know from my experience is the my separation from my mom has really taught me to be grateful to be grateful for the to every single day that I'm here in the United, in the United States every time I wake up in the morning I'm grateful for the small simple things the pillows the heat the air 
the bed that I sleep in because remember now, coming from a third world country, we didn't have those. Yes. So just, just having the luxury of the comfort of what this country offers me, I am beyond grateful. Every day I'm grateful that I'm here. Every day I'm grateful that I'm able to do something better for me and for my children. And I'm every day the gratitude that I have to make a difference in someone's lives through business, through friendship, I, I really truly embrace. So just really the, being an immigrant and becoming a United States uh, um, citizen, it's so important for me. And it's so, it fills my heart. I mean, I am getting emotional here. But um, my advice to um, those that are going through the suffering, through the separation, is there is hope. For every single trial, there is always triumphs. Very good. Thank you so much for that. I have a question. Go. So you just told that great story, amazing story. And... Um, before you even told it, I was really interested in how you as a female entrepreneur uh, developed so much to now being a successful and instrumental philanthropist in Atlanta. And I would love to hear a little bit about your work with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. I'm a big fan. They saved my son's life and um, always admire the uh, grateful patient program that they have there and they're just great fundraisers and they're a very dedicated board you know what um, I was tapped to join the committee last year and I was just so ready to be a committee member but somehow I was appointed to be the PR and it was very natural for me because right. I did a lot of the social medias and I reached out to a lot of my contacts. But Choa is so, is so close to my heart because of my second, my youngest son. He, before he turned one, he was at Choa twice. Okay. Um, but Children's Healthcare of Atlanta is such an amazing organization. Right. Um, to those, to mothers and fathers that have experience being there, they know the importance of really advancing the technology. So the, last year raised a little over a million dollars. Hello. Um, and um, and this year we are. I'm still. I'm again back to being a committee member. And for 2020, we would like to raise that bar. So we're. We love for everyone to come out and join us to have this amazing gathering at St. Regis uh, on Jan in January of 2020, and uh, to really collectively raise funds together for our children because just like what you said earlier, the children is our future. Right. And uh, they are our future business leaders, yep. CEOs presidents. So we need to be a huge advocate for Children's Health here of Atlanta. Absolutely. And not only I am active with Children's Health here of Atlanta, but I do have, most of my events that I develop is always related to some kind of charity. Um, we are about to raise money for Aflac Choa with, uh, with Jimmy Chu in the fall. And also we are involved with Dior is putting together. We we are developing a, uh, a program called The Catalyst, where corporate individuals that are game changers in their field 
will be recognized and acknowledged and honored. Exciting. And hopefully we will align it with the Purple Pansies and Alpharetta. Wow. Oh, nice. And yes. So we're excited. So what really triggers my heart to be full is when I develop a program, I always wanted to do something to have an impact. Yes. Absolutely. That's yes. great. Yes. That's great. Well, Mary, I pitch it back to you. We got to wrap up. You know, I just want to say here, I think I do a lot. Oh, my gosh. The things you're doing to make a difference will definitely make a difference. And I just want to, you know, put all this together. Being a child separated from your parent, your mom at nine years old, to coming to the U.S. and now being a very, very successful business owner. How did you do it? I know that you had the determination and all of that, but did your mom already have resources? When you started your business, did you have, you know, so much money and ideas? What? How did you do it? Because we need to hear this. You know what? I had absolutely zero when I started. All I had was the fire in my belly, the tenacity, and the perseverance to succeed. There you go. And That's the formula. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? When you have the gifts from above to um, to persevere whatever trials that you have, and you have two choices, you can either allow those experiences of the past to paralyze you, or you allow them to propel you where you want to be. And I chose the latter. All right. All right. Oh. Any final words, Sarah? This nope. is good. No, nope. I'm, just I'm so good. Excited. I'm good. I'm got my brain is working and cooking and mine as well. Absolutely. So we'll be in touch. I'm going to ask my assistant to get with you offline, and we will uh, continue this conversation. Marianne, you have been a tremendous guest for us today. I'm sure our listening audience will have gleaned from you as we have here today. And um, congratulations, congratulations on all of your success. I'm going to open up here and say whatever we can do to assist in your vision. Please do not hesitate to call on us. And when I say we, I mean our community as well. You know what? Thank you so much. I do believe that when women authentically unite, authentically unite, magical things do happen. And on that note, I agree. It's been a great day. Sarah, thank you so much, Port. And again, Marianne, it's been wonderful having you here with us today. To our listening audience, it's going down, it's going down, it's going down. We're not leaving. We're just taking a break for now. This is Mary Parker, and I am the Chick in Charge. Subscribe to The Chick in Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chicken Charge.